0: Good morning, my name is Dan Song, and I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to be together, and it's beautiful to just see our children worship and wave the palm branches as we remember Palm Sunday as Jesus made His triumphal entry into, into Jerusalem. And so if you have a Bible, I'm going to invite you to turn your Bibles to Luke. Not Luke, sorry. We're going to start in Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. And then, because the Gospel accounts all refer to, the, to Palm Sunday, and they share different details and accounts We'll jump to Luke chapter 19 and look at verses 41 through 44. If you don't have a Bible, that's all right. We got Bibles for you underneath the chair in front of you. And we'll be looking at pages 826 and then 879 of those Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, feel free to take that. We'd love for you to have that as our gift to you this morning. I'm going to invite... Uh, we're going to invite, just blanking right now, Diana Wallman up to the stage this morning. She's going to be giving us the reading. Um, and just as a context for us, Jesus is now approaching Jerusalem. And from the beginning of his public ministry till this moment here in Matthew, Jesus has always set his eyes on Jerusalem. So from teaching to the miracles that he performed to his discipleship of those that surrounded him, followed him, he had always set his eyes and his face towards the city of Jerusalem. Because he knew that ultimately that's where he needed to be to accomplish what he was called to do. And I don't know if you know what Jerusalem means, but it means the city of peace. Yeru Shalom, the city of peace. And as we look at this passage this morning, I want to ask us a question. And I want you to be thinking about that as you hear this sermon. What is the peace that you want? And I want you to be honest with yourself, just between you and the Lord. What is the peace that you want? And as we go through this passage, what we'll see is that ultimately, that's not the question to ask, but rather, what is the peace that we need? What is that peace we need? So Diana, if you can come on up and let's give attention to God's word as we hear from him in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Diana. Pray with me. Lord, we come before you this morning. And oftentimes, Lord, the peace that we want and the peace that we need are so different. So help us as we look at your triumphal entry on this Palm Sunday, that you might be able to transform our hearts and that you would give us the ears to hear and eyes to see that we might be able to gaze upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a pretty famous social experiment that was conducted in 2007. Many of you are probably familiar with it. But the Washington Post decided to do this social experiment using Joshua Bell. Now Joshua Bell arguably is one of the greatest violinists of our time. And so what they had him do was go to the D.C., metro station and don a baseball cap wear just a regular t-shirt blue jeans and play the violin and not just any violin but a 1.5 million dollar violin the stradivarius and so that's what he did on a busy morning during rush hour he stood at the side of this metro station in dc started playing and for 43 minutes 1,097 people passed by him going from the station to the train or vice versa. And out of those 1,097 people that heard that music being played, six pieces by Bach that none of us can probably play like him, only seven people stopped to notice. And with that violin case open, Guess how much he made in those 43 minutes? $32 and some change. People gave him pennies. (laughs) Why I share that story of this social experiment this morning is because here as Jesus comes, as he faces Jerusalem and walks into the city with the throngs and crowds of people who are coming for the Passover, right? This is where during the Passover, all of Israel would come to Jerusalem to worship. What we read here from Diana is that these palm branches were being waved, their cloaks being taken off, put to the ground, so that Jesus would make his entry into Jerusalem. And the sad reality that Joshua Bell experienced, Jesus experienced as well, because they did not know who he really was. They did not know why he was entering into Jerusalem. Because the peace that they longed for and wanted was not the peace that Jesus was coming for. And what I want us to see briefly here is this movement that we just read. From celebratory hosannas that were being shouted and waved with palm branches to the intense weeping that Jesus experienced. Through this movement, what I want us to see is truly the peace that we all actually need and see Jesus for who he is now as we look at this story in Matthew's Gospel of Palm Sunday of Jesus's triumphal entry we see this throng of a crowd celebrating and praising Jesus as he enters into Jerusalem right and we read that in verse 9 and the crowds that went before him that followed him were shouting Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now that's from Psalm 118. And here's what Psalm 118 says. (coughs) Save us, we pray, O Lord. Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, the Hebrew translation, save us, we pray, into the Greek is Hosanna. Now, what does Hosanna mean then? Save us now, please. Save us. It is a plea of desperation for someone to come and answer them. And for the psalmists, as Israel would sing this together, they're asking God to deliver them. Save them now. It was an utter cry for desperation and help. What we see here in this moment is them saying that same thing with palm branches. And what did those palm branches signify? Well, through studies and scholars who look at this, what the palm branches meant was that this was going to be the Messiah, the King that would come and deliver. It was a military cry of celebration that was going to come upon the people of Israel. And that's what exactly they did. They were waving these palm branches of celebration, of military triumph, saying, the Messiah has come. (coughs) Now the people... Interestingly, take Psalm 118, and as they cry out, they actually add a word to Psalm 118 as they cry out, Hosanna. And the word and the phrase they use that they actually insert is son of David. That was a messianic term. They were saying that Jesus was the king that was going to bring peace. How? (coughs) Excuse me. It was going to be through military rule. The peace that they wanted was going to be through the destruction, the annihilation, the power of the messianic king, the son of David that was going to come and overthrow Rome. That's what they longed for. And in one sense, that was right. They had experienced so much suffering, so much oppression. This was a pagan empire that the way that they brought peace was through the crucifix, was through power, was through persecution. And now, as Jesus entered into Jerusalem, they were waving their palm branches, saying, this is the King, the Son of David, the Messiah, that was going to finally overthrow and conquer Rome once and for all. This is the peace that they wanted. What is the peace that we want? I'll tell you what our cultural moment tells us what we want. There was a study that just was released this past week of what Americans value. From 2007 to this month, they, they looked at over 1,000 people. They did a study with a thousand, over 1,000 people, and every single value dropped except for one. So here were the values that had plummeted since... 2007 till now, patriotism, religion, having children, community involvement, right? I mean, you probably would agree as we look at our cultural moment, we would agree those are the values that have dropped. But guess what increased? Money. What do we value? In other words, what do we think will bring us peace? Peace. What will make me comfortable? It's money. It's power. It's comfort. It is these sorts of things that we think will bring us peace. Isn't that true of us right here? This morning as we sit and think about the things that we are experiencing. What do we want? Well, we want money. Maybe some of us are taking the ACT exam this Saturday, and we want a good score. Some of our students are looking at colleges or grad school programs, and you want a good school to get into. You want to get a good job. Others of us just want a better job and a better career, and you're not satisfied with where you're at. Some of us are experiencing hard marriages. If I just had a better spouse or someone that listened, for kids, if I just had a better parent, or for parents, if our kids just listened, this is the peace that we want. And what Jesus says here is that this is not the peace that I came for. You're missing, missing the entire point of why I've come and who I am. Which brings us to this movement of the tears that Jesus sheds. And these tears aren't just tears or crying or weeping. But the word that is used is this intense sobbing. It is this convulsion of the body. And that's the Greek word that's used of why or of how Jesus weeps. In verse 41 of Luke chapter 19 the way Luke accounts and tells the story is when Jesus drew near and saw the city, the city of peace, Jerusalem, he wept over it. Now why? Well, we know because of what Jesus says. As he is weeping intensely, convulsing, he says, would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. In other words, Jesus is weeping bitterly and sobbing because He's looking at the city that He loves and says, if only you knew what would actually bring you peace. Now this city of Jerusalem was one that was a city of joy. In the psalm of sense that we went through last year, if you recall, one of the psalms that we looked at was the city of Jerusalem when they would go up to the city and worship. And it brought so much joy for the people of God. It was the most beautiful city, the place where everyone wanted to be because it brought joy. Why? Because it was where God's presence dwelt among them. It was where the priests would do their sacrifices every single year. It was where the prophets lived. It was where the kings reigned and ruled for years upon years. And so when you looked at Jerusalem, It was only the city of peace, it was the city of joy and love and the place where their God dwelt among them. And as Jesus is approaching the city, he's weeping bitterly because they do not know what peace they actually need. When he thinks about the people in the city, not knowing who he truly is, that he did not come on a military horse to conquer, but rather on a donkey, humble and gentle. He did not come with the sword. He came to be pierced in his side and die. He wept bitterly because he, they did not know that he would bring peace not through power, but by his death. And because he's a true prophet, what Luke reminds us is that when Jesus looks upon the city, he sees the future and he sees this city fall to ruins. The city that is loved and adored, that brings joy where God dwelt, the temple would actually crumble and the stones would roll over and the people of God would be slaughtered. Why? Because of the consequences of sin. And Jesus weeps bitterly with an intense weeping where cries of tears are rolling down His face because He knows that destruction is upon the city that He loves. I think that's still true for us today, isn't it? When Jesus looks upon the city of St. Louis, when he looks upon the city of Nashville this morning, he weeps with us. He sees the brokenness and the destruction and tragedy that devastates people and the lives of people, and he weeps. The unspeakable pain of another school shooting the loss of life the rhetoric from both political parties giving their opinions and thoughts the grief the suffering of our children who are experiencing so much anxiety and depression today the hatred that we have for one another who we consider our enemies or we disagree with the disillusionment of jobs and marriages longings that go unmet racism that continues to pervade our country the rampant trafficking of young girls from city to city and on and on we can go and we have so many ideas of how we can solve these issues and bring peace to our nation and to our cities but it's not power It's not better legislation it's not comfort or money it's not a better marriage better job ultimately the peace that we need is right in front of us and we miss him we miss him we don't know the peace that Jesus actually brings We can ask ourselves what will bring peace and what will bring true reconciliation to our world and to our city and stop gun violence and stop the hatred and everything that we can list but what Jesus points to and what we will see throughout this week on Good Friday on Easter is that ultimately the peace that we need is to address the sin that is in our hearts we are we are not right with the god of our create the god of creation and jesus comes to face that and in the face of what he is going to enter into he doesn't run away from the destruction he doesn't run away from the violence he doesn't run away from all of that but rather he enters in riding on a donkey humble and gentle ready to face a foe much greater than rome it's The wrath of God. The wrath that we deserve. The sins that we've committed. The guilt and the shame that we experience. The condemnation that should be upon us. Jesus rides in knowing that he's going to face all of that. And he suffers. And he is slaughtered. And instead of crying, Hosanna, save me now, save us now. He chooses to say, save them now through my sacrifice on the cross ultimately that is the peace that we need it's not out there it's not them but it's me and jesus comes to bring the peace ultimately of what we need isa macaulay this week wrote a piece in christianity today as he reflected on palm sunday and this is how he concludes this article. He says, quote, If we strive to establish God's rule through self-assertion over neighborly care, pragmatism over principle, malice over love, then whatever else we accomplish, we are no longer following in the way of Jesus. God chooses meekness, integrity, and love to gather his people. This is the message of Palm Sunday. For all the shouts of acclamation." Jesus never lost sight of the cross the cross was ultimately what Jesus knew would bring peace to us to the city of Jerusalem to the city of St. Louis to every city in our nation in our world this is what we need to see when we look upon Jesus that DC metro station where only seven out of 1,097 people recognized Josh Bell. He could never shake that in 2007. And so seven years later later in 2014, you know what he did? He went back. He went back to that DC metro station, Union Station, and this time he announced to the world that he was coming to perform. And so 1,500 people packed in this Union Station, with an ensemble that he brought with him he played song after song piece after piece and there was no silence after e- silence after each song rather this time there were claps and celebrations and joy because they knew josh bell was playing jesus has announced who he is and there's no way we can miss him now ultimately we know the end of the story and in revelation 7 This is the vision that we are given of Jesus, who is the Messiah. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The peace the salvation that we need has been accomplished. We can wave palm branches not because we need saving, but because Jesus has saved. And when he comes back again, all will be made right. All will be made new and we will experience peace once and for all, not only of sins cleansed and redeemed and forgiven, but reconciliation between our God and him with one another no more death no more illness but we will be able to experience perfect perfect peace with no more sin in our world where every tear will be wiped. let's pray our only father we thank you that you did not turn your back on the city of Jerusalem but you entered into it knowing that you would suffer and die at the hands of your creation so that we might experience the ultimate peace that we need so Lord I pray that as we remember this holy week the suffering that you went through but ultimately the victory that you accomplished for us Lord may we hold on to the hope that we have that though we might experience brokenness now Lord, ultimately you will and have bring the peace that we need because we have been made right through the blood of Jesus and we've been reconciled to our God. Lord, may that be our hope this week as we go into our workplaces, into our homes, into our families and neighbors, that we might be able to bring peace to others as you, as you have brought peace to us. Do that now even as we come to the table. Strengthen us, nourish us so that we might be able to hope and cling to the one who is our peace and our shalom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.